Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Thinking Project Podcast, where we interview founders and creatives to help you take the next step in your business by listening to inspired stories of these wonderful founders. I hope you enjoy this podcast and make sure to share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we're rolling on both? Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome, Tyler. Thank Thanks you so for much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is this one of your first podcasts? This done? is my first podcast <laughs> ever, if you can't tell. <laughs> That's okay. I have had like so many people come on here as, as like their first podcast. And that was kind of the idea, by the way, really? of the podcast was like to get new people on the podcast who are like next door doing big things, like starting because the main audience of the show is those people who want to become entrepreneurs. Right. And want to become business owners, but they, they have to get through that wall. You know what I'm saying? And so that's part of it. (laughs) So tell, so yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, but tell us like what you do and uh, how you got started and all that good stuff. Right. My name's Tyler. I am a social media manager and entrepreneur. Um, basically I create content all day, every day. I just do all the ins and outs of any social media platform everywhere. I'm obsessed with TikTok right now. And that's basically what I do in a very small nutshell. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, well, let's talk about TikTok for a minute right now. Yes. It feels like the wild west of social media. This feels like LinkedIn back when LinkedIn had no rules. Right. I love TikTok for that reason. I think Instagram has gotten to this place where everybody, it's so curated and fake. Yes. And then with TikTok, there are literally no rules. Anything goes. I tried for years to blow up on Instagram just as myself. And I would post like these high quality photo shoot pictures with like these long sentimental captions. And it just was not working for yeah. me. Finally, I get onto TikTok this July. I'm at 42,000 followers now. Holy crap. With minimal effort. Sometimes I just sit down and I say what I'm thinking in a 15 second video and post it up there. <laughs> And I love it. And I think, I, I think the TikTok, the TikTok algorithm knows like where your video came from. Yeah. Like if it was recorded by yourself on your phone or if it was recorded with like a nice camera and yeah. then like cropped. Right, right. I think, so, I think it. it's creepy, TikTok but I think it breeds authenticity. TikTok yeah. prefers you to be authentic. And like everybody says, like there will be a video where you spend two hours working on it. It's a beautiful creative <laughs> endeavor. And it will get zero views. And then you'll literally make like a dirty joke and it will go viral. (laughs) (laughs) But that's accurate about TikTok. And that's so accurate about TikTok. But that's kind of why I like it because anybody can win. It's not just the people with the production value and the money who are going to win at TikTok. It's literally anybody. There's a person Mm -hmm. that I follow that looks like they're filming in some sort of creepy dungeon on on an iPad, on their kid's iPad. Their quality is so bad, but their personality is beautiful. So yeah. that's why I follow. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. I think that that's what I've learned since creating the podcast is like, we used to start, we used to do it here, but it was like a way more low key yeah. uh, production and they were still great. Like people still, and you know what I've seen though? I go like, I go, cause you'll study like other podcasters and you, okay. Like what, like now I can tell, I, I couldn't before, but now I can tell like, okay, they're using this kind of camera. They're using these angles. Uh, and then I go find some podcasts that have like hundred thousand views on, on, uh, YouTube and they got like, they're like on the couch with like a handy cam. You know what I mean? And I'm like, 
And, but you're right, though. It's like the personality, like they're funny, right? And right, people watch right. them because they're funny and they can yeah. look past. I mean, people will put up with a little bit of bad quality. Yeah. Even my videos really aren't that good. I've never filmed any of them on anything other than my iPhone. Okay. And I don't even have like the nicest iPhone. Yeah. Some, most of them aren't even shot on like the higher quality back facing <laughs> camera. They're usually just like this. In the my car. Yeah, the front. Yeah. yeah. Like low quality, no 4K over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great though. Because now, hold on. Now, I, my, my argument with TikTok is right. like, I'll be scrolling through there. And I'll see like the same video by different people though. That's what kind of feels like, ah, oh, everybody's kind of jumping on the okay. bandwagon and we're trying, we're start starting to feel like Instagram where it's like, I see five videos and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you can see the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I yeah, go on go a ahead, little go rant ahead. here? Yes, yes, yes. That is my pet peeve in life right now. I see so many brands that are like, oh, we better hop on TikTok. By the way, you should have done that six months ago. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're going to make trending reels. And then they just get cringy because it's like some person on the marketing team throwing together a reel trying to appeal to gen z and just being like this is why me when you don't buy your product when you don't buy our product yeah. and then it's like some sort of sad sound and it's like <laughs> me when you do and i'm like oh, okay yeah that's lame you're so trying too hard yeah it feels like you're doing nothing but doing the most at the same time and it just doesn't <laughs> doesn't play the way it used to but six yeah. months ago i would have told you that was absolutely the move that's like how mm -hmm. I started gaining a following on TikTok was I just did those trends relating to my niche. And then come like fall of this year, I just lost my momentum. And I was like, okay, that doesn't work anymore. TikTok got smart. They realized the reason people like TikTok is because it's unique and it's different. And they were like, okay, so we got to get rid of those trending audios, right? So now if you post something with a trending audio, it's really not going to perform as well as just having a long-term content strategy where you're organic, you're natural, you, you're providing value. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so I actually switched my content strategy and I don't think I've posted a trending audio sound in so, so long. And the ones mm -hmm. that I have done have not gotten anything close to reels where I'm just, well, TikToks where I'm just sitting mm -hmm. down talking to the camera. Yeah. And and that's kind of what happens when, you know, when people just realize, yeah, like it doesn't pay to like yeah. plan the trends or something like that to a, to a certain extent, like YouTube loves the trends. Yeah. Like they're super keyword heavy because Google bought them. Right. Yeah. Um, so I have to play some keyword games when I'm on YouTube, but even then, like, so I have this tool that I use, uh, that I bought for work, but I use it for everything now. And it's just a little Google, uh, Chrome plugin, uh, keywords everywhere. Okay, and so that. yeah and so like you type in a video and it tells you like okay this is like what youtube thinks about this video and one of them is like expertise mm -hmm. and it like it tells you what google ranks their expertise at and it's so off i'm like this guy is clearly an expert but google <laughs> says they're zero percent really and i go and i'm like this guy's not but google said he is so the, i have him conflicted it's like you know right. i because like AI is smarter than what we think, right? Yeah. That's why TikTok scares the shit out of me, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like that is AI, like the scariest form of AI I can think of. Oh, well, I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, okay. But I listen to too much like Elon Musk. So. Oh my gosh. I've actually had a lot of clients be like, oh, they're going to invade my information. And I'm like, I, 
I'm well, not no. going to say anything about that because I have no idea. <laughs> well, no, I just this make is, fun videos. Yeah, this is what you say when they say that. Like, your information's already out there. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm your my information's private. No, it's not. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> I can buy a thousand dollar piece of software right now, and I can find anybody's phone number. Yeah, and I'm like with if, like a ninety percent right? accuracy. If you're concerned about <laughs> privacy, do not come to me because my job is broadcasting my information <laughs> on the internet that oh that's funny too yeah, yeah that's ironic from the, like as a, i need a social media yeah. manager but i don't want anything personal out there right right okay. like well that's not gonna work. on top of being a social media manager i'm also in the influencer game a little bit so literally yeah. my job is oversharing so i'm like if you want to be private like i don't know go to somebody else because i can't i don't understand that concept so. yeah i think well, and you talk about like who's, well, and I found this out about TikTok too. When you're looking at like the demographics of TikTok, that is most, like there's a lot of Gen Z on there for sure, but like sure. more millennials are moving there. Yeah. Like older demographics yeah. are moving And you moving know what? There. I follow several, several women above the age 50 and I love yeah. them. Yeah. I love them because they just bring such a unique perspective to the app. Like yeah. there is a community, there's more users on TikTok than there are on Google yeah this year so yeah, it's crazy. of course yeah, everybody's gonna crazy. be represented on there the only reason <clears throat> i i think the only reason a lot of people think it's younger skewed is because the content creators are younger yeah so think about how easy it would be to pop off as an older creator because nobody's making content yeah, it's for refreshing it's, it's an underserved yeah. community so if you're older like tiktok could be the big change in your business yeah i think so i th i also like so TikTok is also funny because it's kind of bringing out like the, also the trends and how people buy. Yeah. So I love to teach people sales, like when right. we work together on that project. And one of the things that I always tell people is like, if your business selling process doesn't match the buyer's buying process, like you've, you've hit, you've hit where you don't sell anything. Like you've hit the, you've hit the dynamic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because cool. like, because like, you know, most Gen Z's now are are really concerned with who they do business with. Yeah. And and they want to do business with those businesses that match their values. So the businesses yeah. values match their values. So it's more important as your business to put out the values that you have. And and that's how you but but now like that Gen Z buying habit that we used to think was like crazy, like it was millennials and then it was Gen Z. Now it's kind of like bleeding into everything. They're like, "Oh yeah, I do like that." Like like, uh, so there's a big brand in Utah, like Cotopaxi. Cotopaxi, that's exactly yep. what I was thinking. I feel like everybody's trying to be Cotopaxi right now, which, oh, yeah. well, which is kind of awesome. Davis Smith is an absolute stud with oh, his I beliefs. I love Cotopaxi. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get Davis Smith on the podcast. If you're listening, come on. I'm trying, I've been, <laughs> I've blown plug. up, I've blown up his email. Like Good a plug. <laughs> well, he's amazing and I've watched a lot of his stuff and I yeah. love everything he does. Yeah. <laughs> There is a bug in here, so we'll just keep going. But that's okay. It's not. It's not. It got me. It got her. It's okay. We do this in my home. Everybody know. But also that to go back real quick. Interrupting uh, interruption. No people like the podcast because they. It's like oh, the you're gonna hear a dog barking. My kid might come down yelling yeah. like and interrupt the podcast. But that's like that's what you get. We're like we're like growing entrepreneurs, and this is all we have to work with, and this is right, what you get. You know? Right. What I mean? Oh my gosh, I love that the internet has just lessened all of those barriers to entry to be, yeah to be a business person to be an entrepreneur i just yeah. love it so much but yes so we were talking about cotopaxi though yeah like cotopaxi changed the game you know so right. now we're like now we're moving towards a lot of things that are like you know every so cotopaxi is like really you know a lot like i think they said 70 percent of their uh 
pro- products are reusable are the are the leftover from the factories and they're saying like by the end of 2022 they want to be 100% recycled products it's crazy that's amazing yeah or like and like a carbon neutral like right. net carbon neutral or whatever right well yeah. on top of being of gen z being concerned with how ethical their brands are gen z really likes to know the face behind the brand so it's yeah. really interesting tiktok has introduced this new wave of brands becoming a, a person right mm-hmm. brands are hiring little interns to come make tiktoks for them so that there's a face to it yeah. i can't remember what brand it is but they have a planet money segment okay. have you heard of them no uh-uh. oh, and they just hired this kid to come make these tiktoks talking about finances and he oh, blew cool. up the brand this year yeah it's insane now they have millions of followers just because that's cool. kid <laughs> that's making cool. tiktoks as yeah. the face he, and now he's the face of the brand yeah it's awesome Which is it's like, you, yeah you're like okay every cool. brand needs that rc willy girl these days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true well you're right yeah you are and and i think that 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 trend has kind of because of that gen z trend and millennial trend it's kind of spilled over into the older demographics now we're all really yeah. concerned about for a, a little bit you know we still do business with disney and nike but there's a point where you can't get away from that so yeah. i get it <laughs> we do what we can with what we got all right disney's tiktoks are awesome though we'll Dis- give them that. no disney hey i'm Their going TikTok to listen team? listen i listen i think they screwed my boy johnny depp this episode of the podcast is brought to you by othership Othership is a meditation and breathwork app that I've been using forever to cool down, to calm down, to energize, to start my day, to end my day, and everything in between. They have bite-sized exercises that are accompanied with music to help you and your breath go along with the beat so that it makes meditation and breathwork fun and easy. They have minute-long sessions or hour-long sessions, so you can go for as little or as long as you like to fit with your schedule. Breathwork it has changed my life. Othership has changed my life. You guys won't regret this. Robbie Bent was on my podcast before. He's an amazing human being. He's got an amazing team. Go check out this app. The link to everything are in the description below. And I promise it'll be the best thing you've ever done. Thank you so much. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than EmpatheticSelling.com. EmpatheticSelling.com is for founders and salespeople and business owners who want to generate more leads, win more customers, and go further in their business. Empathetic Selling gives you access to all of my videos and training courses on selling and lead generation. It gives you special access to our Discord community and weekly live events held by me with our community so that we can answer your questions in real time and get you rolling in the right direction with your business. So for only $47 a month, you can start leveling up. Go to EmpatheticSelling.com, links in the description below and in the show notes if you're watching on YouTube. Please join. It'll be the best decision you ever made. Thank you so much. All right, guys. I want to talk to you about another sponsor of the podcast, Norm Wilkinson, the happy health insurance guy. If you're like me, if you're a 1099 employee, an entrepreneur, it can be really, really difficult to find health insurance. And on top of all of that, who wants to spend their time looking for it? We don't know what it means. We don't know what coverage we need, or we do know what coverage we need, and we don't want to go looking and searching for it. Norm Wilkinson solves all of those problems. He's the happy health insurance guy. He'll get you a free consultation and a quote to get the right plan for your situation to protect you, your family, and ultimately your business. Go check out his website, thehappyhealthinsuranceguy.com. Links in the description below. And thank you so much for listening. It'll be the best decision you ever made. And that's all I'll say about that. But I'm going to Disneyland in two months because it's the happiest place on earth. So whatever. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) I just hope when, yeah, I mean, by, by the way, Amber heard Johnny Depp. 
that's a crazy that's crazy that's, that's blown crazy. up on tiktok too yeah that's every time i open it yeah, i'm like, like oh, oh my gosh. what now yeah 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 you're <laughs> like somebody's has a new commentary which i like by the way it yeah. gave like attorneys because attorneys used to be so scared of social media because like they were gonna get sued <laughs> like most attorneys still can't advertise but they can go up on TikTok and give their yeah, opinions. Yeah, lawyer Erica, love her. Yeah, yeah. Love her. But I can't believe they're live streaming the whole thing. Oh, the oh. trial? Yes. Yeah, that's bananas. Yes, that is insane. Yeah, they're, well, and, and they do that every once in a while, but with, with some cases, but, you know, not every case. So, like, the Galen Maxwell case wasn't uh, advertised. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I have thoughts it's, about it's that. It's just but so whatever. weird to open up my phone and be like, oh, well, there's NBC News. Live yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. It's bananas, but like everybody, you know, and, and I think that TikTok is, is still going to be the wild west. I, I just, I just don't know what's going to happen. Like the, the hard thing with that is like, eventually they're going to get crazy, you know, because even like TikTok ads like are based on like authentic oh, content. Yeah. Like you can't pay enough to TikTok for them to promote your stuff. Like you can to Facebook right. or like Google, right? Like right. it still has to fall into their category of being cool. Yeah. But I think that is why it's so great and it yeah. will continue to go up because for how many users there are on TikTok, there, there's, an, in a, there's not the same amount of content creators. So TikTok is like basically begging people to come on and make good, organic, helpful content. So I think it's just like what an incredible opportunity yeah. for people who haven't been able to make it happen for so long. Yeah, and I've noticed. Right, and I but I also I've also noticed that you can't post reels and t- the same video on reels and TikTok. No, they freaking know. This they is know. why the TikTok AI scares me. Because if okay. I I did it, I did an experiment. I was like, oh my gosh, they know. They know that I put this on there before I put it right. on TikTok. So I put a video on Instagram before I put it on uh, TikTok, uh-huh. and I got four or five thousand views on Instagram, and I got no views on TikTok. And then I put it on TikTok first. And I got a couple hundred right. on, on uh, TikTok. And I got like, I, my average was like three or four, three or four, maybe five on Instagram. And then I got like less than 500. Like they know. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> let, let me dissect this. Okay. Did, you, right, right, right. did you download it from the app that you put it in first to no. put it into the second? No. Okay. So, so it was on my phone, like, because okay. I downloaded it from Premiere Pro. That's, yeah. the, that's the editing right. software I use. And I, and I would just go. Like I, I used a raw video. Okay. And I didn't download it from Instagram. I didn't download like mine doesn't have the TikTok okay. thing on it. Dude, it's I think, trippy. I don't think it's AI in that case. I don't think it knows back and forth. What oh, I think it is is that there's Scaring different me. content that performs on different platforms. Mm. Just because there's such a different user base on Instagram Reels than there is yeah. on TikTok. So I would say something this happens with me too. I'll post something to TikTok and it'll just crush it. And then I'll go post it on Reels and nobody will like it. But that's because mm-hmm. there's different people on those. My TikTok okay. people do not spend their time on Instagram Reels. Sure. Okay. Because they're, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you okay. wouldn't do both. And then I think stuff and then vice versa. I, I like Instagram to be more curated with my Reels. Reels are still on that wave of like, ooh, let's do trending audio stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Personally, I just think they're different. I don't think it's an AI. I think if you have your watermark, yes, yeah. they both sense the watermarks of the other apps. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you're done. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Okay, that's interesting because it's true. Like my sales content does better on Instagram uh-huh. than it does on TikTok. Like yeah. it's, it's strange. And I also, but I put, but I put it's it the follower. There. Do you have more followers on one than the other? Yeah, yeah. My, my Instagram has way more than yeah. my TikTok. Yeah. So that's part of it too, right? Yeah. And 
there's so many factors that go into it. What hashtags are you using? What time are you posting? Oh, cool. Yeah, you know, that makes like, sense. I don't use any hashtags. And then what likes are you getting? You oh, know, yeah, it's crazy. Right. It's crazy. You want about a 10 to 20% ratio of likes to views. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's different that's than Instagram. Fun. Yeah. Because Instagram, Instagram, a good, in, a good uh, engagement, at least when I was playing around with Instagram, was like 5%, like yeah. 3 to 5% was yeah. like, you're killing. If you're over five, like you're crushing right. it. Right. I find it's way harder to get likes on reels than it is on TikToks. Yeah, that's fair. In my experience, that's what I found. And I'll even stock my TikToks right after I post them and sit there and refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah. And I'll have like a hundred views and 10 likes and I'll be like, oh, let's get that up. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. seriously, it's unhealthy. It's like the stock market. It, <laughs> it is, is like, like the, the stock market. market. Yeah. That's a great. Like, oh, more, more likes, more likes. Cause yeah. I know TikTok is going to absolutely squash my video if I don't hit that yeah. ratio of likes to views. And I mean, it's not always true. You can have like some sort of magical rainbow video that just doesn't follow this rule and you can have some flops that don't follow the rule because it yeah. is a bit unpredictable. It's a bit wild west. -y. Yeah, it is. You're like, oh yeah. shoot. Dude. But as a general rule of thumb, I know I'm going to do okay if I have that 10 to 20% likes yeah. to views. But you know what? You know what's you know what I was just thinking of because I'm actually preparing for um a talk that I'm going to give later this weekend. And yeah. so I'm, I'm going through a few things, but, but so my mind is in a different place, but it's interesting that you brought, brought that up because I think what's cool about it being the wild west is like, now you're forced to just make content just for the sake of making content. And you're forced just to make what you want to make and be authentic. Because if one person sees it or a million people see it, like you got to make the same stuff. And so right. you got to just make it because you want to make it and because yeah. you like it. Yes. And that's how you get success. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. I love it. I love that. It Actually, one of my favorite girls to follow said this. She said, you need to post like you have a million followers to get a million followers because ha, nobody wants great. to watch you posting like you're posting for two people. Like, I yeah, that makes sense. Such a great mindset to have. And it's so true on TikTok because yeah. you could have zero followers, but maybe your video will still hit a million views. You never can predict what it's going to do. Right, dude. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But that's cool because there's a life lesson in there too. It's like, right. because, um, well, I can't remember the quote, but the way that I phrase the quote is, you know, what makes you successful in one area of your business makes you successful in life or like vice versa. Like, yes, I've heard like, that. I love it's it. It's all repeatable. Like, yeah. you know, you can't be, you can't be doing different things and getting the same result. Yeah. Uh, which is great because like, you know, th then it's just in the case of like making content. Yeah. You got to act like, act like you've been there before. That's a, yeah. that's one of the. Yeah, that's one of like the the sales principles that I live by that I teach. Oh a lot my of gosh, see? Yeah, it's just like, well, yeah, it's like act like you've been there before. Because if if you're my first sale and you say yes and I freak out, like yeah, like we we <laughs> used to, we used to say we used to have a phrase like no high fiving at the sales desk, <laughs> like no high right, like you know, yeah. Even if it was my guy's first sale, I'd be like no high fiving at the sales desk because you're you know because you know <laughs> right, what I mean because right. it's just a bad like. <laughs> no, that's me with starting my business. I'll be getting emails that are like, we're so excited to work with you. And I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm very <laughs> I will send over the contract. <laughs> yeah. But in your head, you're like, yes, like, let's you're like, go. Let's go. <laughs> it's so true, though. No, I so, was like, dinner's on me. Yeah, I yeah, ran yeah. That's right. The house. I ran up and down the stairs. <laughs> but in the email, I'm like, that contract will be drafted and sent to you. ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ASAP. Yeah, because you got to like, because people want to know that who they're doing business with, like, they want to know, like, all right, cool, they've done this before. Like, yeah, all right, cool, yeah. we're in good hands. Like, you know, um, so that that's, 
and that story actually that phrase act like you've been there before came from my football coach who was like we had you know we were in a game it was really close and our wide receiver caught the ball and i mean he was a good he was like all state i mean he was ranked in the in the country in the draft and stuff like that and he gets to the end zone and we're tied and he spikes the ball and does a big thing even though he's been to the end zone like a million times and my coach like freaks out he's like you mother act like you've been there before and i just remember hearing that on the sideline because i only played defense and i remember hearing, i'm like oh that's a good life lesson like act like you've been there before because he got a penalty and moved this he moved us back and oh, our shoot. kicker our kicker was good but anyway that was the lesson right yeah. it's like act like you've been there before stop acting like act a, like you've been there yeah. before that's a stop, good takeaway yeah stop acting like a jackass and just like get it done <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? yeah yeah that's the one that's cool so what so how long have you been in entrepreneur mode how long have you been doing social media management okay entrepreneur mode i would say i've always had an interest in entrepreneurship like cool. i was a child actor so that's basically no entrepreneurship kidding. in itself yeah yeah so i basically was my own manager for a lot of the years because i don't know in utah your manager and agents don't really do a lot so you kind of manage yourself so i've always had the entrepreneur go-getter mindset mm -hmm. um I've always been about that. And I've always been social media managing brand deals, managing collabs, managing photo shoots, managing all of that stuff. So always been an entrepreneur, I'd mm -hmm. say. But my social media agency opened three weeks ago now, two weeks ago now. And so that is my first big plunge into owning a business. Cool. Well, it's a good business to start. Like if you're going to start a first business, I, I learned the hard way that you should probably do like a service business first. So like social media <laughs> before you dive into like DTC, e-com kind oh of stuff. Oh my goodness. I was looking into starting e-com. Like a brand. In looking into starting a brand, like right before this, I wanted yeah. to start luxury pajamas. I got my Dope. first sample in, right? Dope. And I wear Great pajamas idea. probably more than I wear clothes. So it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, I got my first sample in from China. Oh this yeah. This is how the large fit me. Oh no. It was bad. It was bad. And I was like, okay, there's a demand for social media management for me. Yeah. And I'm really nobody's barking up my door for luxury pajamas. Three <laughs> sizes too small. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of yeah. tabled that for now. Well well no, it's just it's also just like a cutthroat, you know. Right. It's wild. Like so we're you know, I do a lot of like the business trends research and like DTC is a big one right now. Ecom is a big one right now. We just had like, I was just at Consumer Summit with uh, Cindy Tetro oh, and all those guys. Oh, were you there? Yeah. Cool. We probably saw each other because I was totally there. But like, dude, it's wild. Like you have to have a lot of money to do it. You have to have yeah. a lot of capital to start an ecom. You got to yeah. have a lot of investment to do that. My last social media management job was for a clothing boutique. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, that yeah. was so cutthroat, not only in the Facebook ad placement kind of side of things, Crazy. those keywords are so competitive. Yeah. The social media side of it, it is so hard to climb in clothing and fashion because it's already so, so, so clustered. Yeah. Everything about it bad idea inventory keeping a warehouse yeah full of supply stuff. chain is crazy yeah china orders getting backed up canceled. oh yeah shanghai still about that yeah taught me that i don't want to do that. well it's just <laughs> you know it, it is though it's crazy and like my first dtc e-commerce business uh totally flopped we got out of it by the like the skin on our teeth like we barely 
but it was like also probably the hardest econ business we could have started. We sold CBD. Oh, that's um, yeah, so it's, hard. And it especially sucked. when did you start it? 2020. Even two years ago, I'm sure it was harder oh, than yeah, it, it is now. Oh, yeah, it was way harder than it is now. Yeah, so, cause it's like, come so far. Yeah, even, yeah, right, even in two years. Because like when we started it, we couldn't, um, we couldn't do sh- like Shopify. So a lot of these e-com brands are on Shopify. Uh-huh. Now, or like uh, CBD either. bands are on Shopify. Like when we started, Shopify was like, nope. Um, there were no merchant accounts. We had two, we had three different merchant accounts before we landed on Square. And even, and even then Square, like one day decided we don't want to do this anymore. Um, and their Square doesn't have any customer service. They don't have anybody you can talk to like you're done. Uh, and then, yeah, dude, it was wild. Like we had to no. bootstrap our website. We had to do, I told the story a lot. It's crazy. That it was, bananas. that is crazy. That is, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, it was great though. But a great it, learning lesson. Yeah. I wouldn't lesson. have done it. It was a, like, that was one time in my life when my buddy goes, we should sell CBD. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, hundred percent. Like I knew like that was exactly what we were supposed to do. But none of this, like we wouldn't be sitting here right now if I wouldn't have failed at that CBD business. Okay. It's wild. No, yeah. I mean like literally I started the podcast because we couldn't advertise anywhere, nowhere. And so I was like, start a podcast, get all my friends listening, and then the main sponsor of the podcast will be happiest. <laughs> and so it worked for a while. And then we sold all the inventory and um, most of the inventory. Uh, I still have some. But, uh, but no, it was great. And w- but that's when I learned a lot about like guerrilla marketing. Mm-hmm. Where you just got to be like I- influencers. So I, I did a lot of inv- influencers. Right. That was actually a nightmare working with influencers was terrible. That is so, so hard. <laughs> I actually had an influencer disaster when I was working at this clothing boutique. It was yeah. so scary. We had sent this woman a bunch of product and basically she was working off of commission. So she, we sent her the stuff and I guess like right after she had done her photo shoot for our products, she came out and said a bunch of crazy, crazy offensive things on all of her social media platforms. Oh, dang. Yeah. So we weren't in office. She did it over the weekend. Monday morning, she posts our sponsorship. Oh, no. I get in the office and look at the company iPad, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. We were blown <laughs> up with so many angry like, people. Why would like, you do, do this? You, why would you collaborate with this woman after she said all these things? Why and would we were this like, happen? Uh... And <laughs> <laughs> Right? I'm like just sitting there like, what Oof, are we going to do? Jeez. Yeah, and there's cool. not a lot you can do there. There's not a lot you no, can do you there. No, you can just be like, we messed up. Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, because there's not much you can do to the influencer. Like, no. if she's just working on commission, right? Because nor- right. sometimes those influencer agreements have like ethics clauses or something oh like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, we canceled her code. Like, what more can you do? Yeah. Denounced her. Like, it was my bad, bad, dude. My bad. <laughs> We wow. agree with that. But, but yeah, no, influencers, <laughs> that's also like the Scary. Wild West. And, yeah. and they were talking about that at, at the Consumer Summit. Yeah, that was actually the only panel I stayed for. Oh, did you really? Uh, I think that was the... No, was that the first panel? That yeah. was like with Tristan Kaika. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? Unpopular opinion. Can okay. I say my unpopular yeah, yeah, yeah. opinion? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're out here trying to get canceled, so don't worry about it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, let's get us canceled. <laughs> Let's see how fast I can do it. Challenge round. Okay. Okay. Even though I just said that I worked with my company off of commission, 
Mm-hmm. I think commission with influencers, now that I am one, is a little bit shady. But I think if it's a high ticket item, then that's totally acceptable. I'm like, yeah. okay, I got so you your... do one and yeah, then, yeah, know. like oh, I got this nice hundred dollar dress. Cool, I'm happy with that. And then on top of that, anytime my friends order, like maybe they're gonna order a two hundred dollar, three hundred dollar package because that's totally possible with those kind of goods. So yeah. That was my unpopular opinion. I didn't like the eat what you kill strategy. Well, and you know what's funny? Actually, um, yeah, I, I was sitting there. And what was funny is like, I'm a sales guy. Yeah. So like, that's all we do. Yeah. Is like, literally, that's the sign on the door when you walk in. Eat what you kill. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but also, you know, we like also get like, you know what I mean? Like in sales, yeah. you, you either have a high, high base salary yeah. And low commission. So you're pay- getting paid like 75, 80K base. And you got like a 10% right. commission. That's pretty normal. Yeah. The lower the base, the higher the commission. So if you're down in like the 40s or something like that, then my commission should be close to 50. Yeah. So the hard part about that is, is like, I totally understand. I get, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. And I kind of get like both sides because Me like, too. I totally, yeah. Cause I, because like, yeah, brand. okay. Yeah. You're like, you're like, yeah. It's cause you know, you, you know, like on Instagram, it's kind of easy. Like on TikTok, I don't think you can buy followers. Maybe you I can. I don't think you can. I don't. It I don't think really it's hard a, to. Yeah, it would be it'd really be expensive. Yeah, but like on Instagram, totally. Instagram, yeah. you can pay like fifty bucks and get like three thousand, whatever. You know right, what I mean? Right. Uh, your engagement's not there, but like you have. A, there's a lot of like liability just with Instagram. Like how many followers are at? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. How old is the account? How many, how much is their engagement? Like, are these real people? You know what I mean? And that's just hard to, that's just hard to do. So yeah, I I get both sides. Yeah, it's hard as a brand to risk it because you really, there's really, you, I can check your engagement. I can check how many of your followers are fake. I can. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, Oh, I didn't know that. It's awesome. There's something for everything. Okay, cool. Honestly, it's awesome. I can read through your comments. I did a lot of like scanning comments and seeing, okay, this person has real friends. This yeah. person has real people who are connected. like a lot. It's a lot of work. If you, if like you don't have a budget, influencer. you have to just well, and do that's that why, extra work. That's why the panel was talking. I mean, they're like, dude, influencer marketing is Exhausting. just like crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I, so, um, I, yeah, I get both sides. Like I'm Me about too. to have, um, Susan Peterson on, on here, uh, and Cindy Tetro. And I think we're about to get, um, we have, we have Mackenzie Bauer coming on. I think we're going to get the CEO of Mixers on. Um, so, I mean, like, stack. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's uh, an incredible panel. Yeah. No, well, yeah. We're gonna, Hopefully, we're just going to have them all individually. But Oh, and I sent crumble cookies to Studio McGee. You know what I'm talking about? Studio McGee. Have you, oh, you haven't seen her Netflix show? You got to watch her Netflix show. Dude. What's her Netflix show? She's got a Netflix show. It's like another, like, uh, um, oh, my gosh. It's like Build Your Dream House or something like Oh yeah, it's l- let me look at it. yeah it, no I mean she's got like a she's got like a crazy good a crazy awesome Netflix show anyway she's gonna come on hopefully she's gonna like Studio McGee's got like three point five million followers on Instagram or something like that like so, I didn't I didn't realize how like pop in Utah was for like businesses I was like oh my gosh like oh, Cindy that, Tetro yeah that panel I was like that panel oh. was dope she gave a great talk she was actually so I don't know if you know the history of Brandless they actually went under N- oh, not shoot. under cindy tetro so about in 2020 brandless was bought by clark capital right which is who brandless and clark capital put on consumer summit 
Um, and then in t- late 2021, early 2021, maybe late 2021, they, under Cindy Tetro, who was hired by Clark Capital, was the largest round of funding. I think it was like $114 million in a round of funding. The largest round of funding under a female CEO ever to date. Seriously? Yeah, crazy. It's bananas. And like 114 million. Like that's for for a DTC e-com brand. That's like that's like crazy, man. Casper, did you know the bed company? They almost went. Yeah. Well, they're not there anymore. That's actually kind of a sad story. But whatever. We'll talk. I get into like business, like MBA business mode. And so sometimes like I just find all that stuff fast, like valuations of companies, like DTC. You know what I mean? Because like a lot of DTC companies, like are in the red like the like red is the new black (laughs) like you know what i mean like you know like it's wild yeah it's scary even just comparing year by year for some brands has been like yeah you're like ooh, this is bananas but you know what's funny like okay so ecom dtc was supposed to be like revolutionary right it's like cut out the middleman we're not going retail anymore if you want a bed from casper you go right to casper.com and sell the bed yeah Okay, that's cool, right? In theory. But essentially what happens now is like you're you're now the middleman because you're not making beds from scratch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just you're just you just think that like people want to buy stuff on the internet. And what's funny is like retail sales up over 70% year over year. Like retail sales is like and ecom DTC 20%. So it's like retail's not dead. Like people still want to go out well, post COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, retail's retail is higher post COVID than it was pre COVID. Like higher levels. Yeah, we want to get out of the freaking house. Out of the house, but and you still want to have like that interaction. Like for so for as much as people like hate salespeople, you still want to go talk to them. I don't know why. I don't get it. You know what I mean? I don't know why you hate us, but you got then you got to come talk to us. Right. Oh my god. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like some days I'll work from home all day and I'll just get a little lonely. I'll just go to yeah. Target to walk around to see other people <laughs> Did, in yeah. real life. That's that's real though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because you just want to have like that that yeah, and that's why like that's why like restaurants, bars, these lounges, like kava bars, stuff like that. That's why they're still popping. Like that's yeah. why they didn't go out of business is because people were like, "I'll risk it." I don't I don't get political about COVID. I don't really, you know. Yeah. I don't really do that. But like the numbers don't lie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like numbers don't lie. Like more people are going out than ever before. Yeah. And retail's up despite of a pandemic. I don't know. Somebody's either, somebody's lying or you know what I mean? I have that book. It's called like, um, everybody lies. <laughs> so like, so like they did a study for like, um, what was the first study they did? I think it was something like condoms and like they, they interviewed people and they got like the numbers from people. And then they looked at like condom sales and they were totally off. Like there was like more condom sales than there were people saying that they used them. And so you're like, uh, you guys are lying, right? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. They're like, I would never have like 40% said like, I'd never have sex. And then like 80% condom sales. You're like, mm. yeah, <laughs> like, it's got a balance, man. <laughs> Everyone lies. Everyone lies. lies. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, but that's like a data thing, which is also really scary. Like that's why AI freaks me out. Did you ever read The Power of Habit? I haven't. Okay, you got to read that book it, because it'll freak you out. But like one of the stories in that book was Charles Duhigg wrote it. And one of the stories in the book was about Target and how like, um, so Target started mapping customers. So do you remember, did, were you there for the AI panel at Consumer Summit? 
Okay. The AI panel was actually dope. Like, I was like, oh. Dude, I got hungry. I, I had to leave. Yes. I did not stay. I think it was like, it's like 1145. I just went out and started networking or whatever. Um, but like the AI panel was dope. But like, it's, okay. Right. So, because the Coke lady said it, she's like, we have like data points in the store where we can tell like, if somebody goes here, they're most likely to buy these things. So we're going to put those things around it. Like, you know what I mean? If you buy a Coke, you're probably going to buy X. Oh my gosh. It's, it's creepy. But Target was the first per- people to do that. And what ha- how they got like caught, essentially, was like they were mapping customers in the store. And they were tracking what they were buying. And then they were, then they were like, okay, so if you buy X, Y, and Z, um, you're going through this. So we're going to market you like this, right? So one day, this it's a crazy story. One day, a 16-year-old girl goes in there and starts buying stuff. And Target knew, because they mapped their customers' data, that if you bought these items... Break up. No, no, no. Oh, you were oh. pregnant. And so Target sent oh them home, sent, mailed them a flyer, like, pregnancy stuff, like diapers, bottles, like, because, like, if, because she had gone in there a few times looking for stuff. And the dad got the, <laughs> the letter, and no. they're like, why are you sending my 16-year-old girl pregnant stuff for, like for pregnancy and mother stuff and like baby stuff and and so he flips out of target gets a, like yells at him and then goes home and finds out his daughter's pregnant <gasps> you're joking. like in real life so he they had oh mapped gosh. target had mapped buying patterns of consumers so much that they had that they could tell if somebody was pregnant before like their family knew or like they knew right like stop <laughs> It was wild, but that's why, I mean, that's what, that's why like Mark, that's why like, you know, the, the, you know, the, the patterns of like grocery stores, right? All the expensive stuff's on the outside. Yeah. Right. All the fresh stuff's on the outside. Yeah. And as you get further in, it gets cheaper, but it gets more processed. So like, and then, and then another cool data point and you should check your, this is what scared me, Ben and Tyler is I found this true because I did it. So if you walk into a store, like imagine you're going to walk into a store. Right. You walk through the door, right? What's the first way you go? Right or left? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So where's all the sales in the store? On the right. They're all this way. That's where all like the really expensive stuff is. Flowers, the bakery. Oh my gosh, you're right. That's where all the fresh fruit (laughs) is. Fresh fruit. Yeah, yeah, it's trippy. You'll either go straight or like right. And they know that. So yeah. they put all of like, that's why like in Walmart, you go, you go like, well, depending on where you enter the store, right? Right. Um, but statistically speaking, it's right. And that's why when you walk down the front, they have all of those things there. They're like, buy, you know, yeah. $1, $1. And then like, that's why Costco sells rotisserie chickens in the back. <laughs> because <laughs> they're $5 and that, they'll never go more than $5. But you got to walk through the entire store to get them. You're so right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's creepy. And that's what I call it the Costco clothes. So whenever somebody tells you it's too much money, I love the Costco clothes. I'm like, you shop at Costco? They're like, yeah. I'm like, when was the last time you went to Costco and spent less than you were expecting to pay? Never. <laughs> so this is just another Costco trip, Tyler. <laughs> they're like yeah you're right okay deal okay that's that's not true for me though no, that's, because yeah, i that's... often go to costco just for a giant soda and a pretzel amen so that's the that's fair 
But like, if I said Target, you could use it for anything, right? Like Target right. clothes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you could be like, "What was the last time you went to Target, Thailand?" Let's not spent? go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so like, you know what? But it's funny. No, no, no. Right. It's but but that's why TikTok AI. That whole story was to the point of like, TikTok AI just knows what to put in front of your face. Yeah. Like it knows, it knows. exactly what I. It's creepy. See. Well, that's why I'm so addicted. <laughs> I will eat. While I've I'm got, on TikTok, brush my teeth while I'm on TikTok. Yeah. I will like literally scroll on it until I, I don't want to admit more <laughs> of this online. We're done. <laughs> All right, deal. That's fair. I do the same thing though. Uh, we'll like watch shows and like we'll just be on. I'm like, should we just turn off the TV and just like share should each other? To, yeah. And my wife and I will do that. Like we'll send TikToks to each other. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's great. Oh my gosh. Like then, married TikTok, yeah. mom TikTok is the best. <laughs> They're great. And that's why TikTok's personalized. Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh wow, actually, TikTok's bringing us closer. That's weird. No, you're like, that's funny. But yeah, the the AI is just freaky. It's just freaky for, right. for TikTok. It's right. just yeah, it's just wild. It's so you got in now like switching gears only a little bit. So okay. you've been doing the social media thing. Um oh, and how how did we skim over the fact that you were a child actor? Did you were you in anything that I would have seen? I like to say I'm a child actor, but not one that you'd ever know. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, cool. So I did. So Disney takes a lot of their projects out here. Yeah, they do, which is crazy. I didn't know that, but they do. But they do. I don't know do, why. I, yeah. I, I think it, there's a lot of talent in Utah, uh -huh. so I think it's because of that. And we used to have really in, good incentive laws that made people want to film here, but I think they got rid of them recently. Anyway, sure. So. I did a couple commercials, like teeny tiny parts in Disney, Andy Mac, Disney, you know, just like here and there, little parts okay, on cool. all these shows, lots and lots of like print modeling or catalog, boutique modeling, right? Okay. Yeah. And I thought I was going to be famous my whole life, like for sure, mm -hmm. without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Cool. Right. So I go to school for musical theater. I go to college in a program. I'm like... Never mind, this sucks. Yeah, dude, it all changes. Like, yeah, yeah, it gets real, and you go, "This sucks, man. Yeah, I cannot like, ah, I do, do this, this for the rest of my life." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a crazy. Oh, the industry of that is just like the film industry is super sleazy, and like the people are terrible. Oh yeah, well that's why every like child, child Disney actor is actor messed up. Is, like, like I'm so up. glad I was only exposed to it this much because yeah. what I was exposed to was bad it yeah. was it's such a dark terrible place i was like i'm done yeah you're like yeah some some things are more important yeah so this. like a crazy person instead of being like okay i'm out i was like well instead of being a tv actor i'm gonna be on broadway oh cool okay <laughs> but that's cool though that's dope so i was like broadway feels a lot less yuck okay. right so i go to school for musical theater and it's like literally so gruesome and awful right it is like, like every cutthroat or yes it's like every show you've seen about theater <laughs> that makes it seem so intense and cutthroat it's exactly like that oh wow it's like personal attacks it's like standing up in front of a room of people burying your soul and then being uh. told yeah that was terrible never do that again yeah we don't want like, oh, yeah oh you're like oh my gosh oh my gosh i can't do this and i feel like i'm a pretty tough person but i also know how to yeah. take care of myself so yeah. i was like you know what 
I can't do this. Yeah. So I dropped out of that program that I was so excited to be in and went into social media. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, and the thing with that is like, it's a beautiful story and I love it because that's just the, re- that's how real life happens. And I think we get so caught up in like this hustle culture yeah. where they're like, never give up, like don't quit. And you're like, no, it's okay. like my, I would subscribe to like, it's okay to quit. Like if you don't want to eat the price, like you don't then change the goal. Like yeah. you get, you get start getting really real, like, because you really start to see like, there's lots of science to this stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. You're like, oh, I thought I could just like stand in front of a camera and like act or, and yeah, I'm not saying yeah. you did that, but that's what I would think. Right. Like right. before, before I got into like podcasting, I was like, oh dude, let's just go get a mic and like get famous. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, no, that's not. How yeah. You know what? Everybody's going to want to be on a podcast. And no. I, for so long <laughs> held on to the, like, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And I was like, you know what? Even if I made it, even if I was so famous, I would not be happy with this lifestyle because yeah. The work hours are just ridiculous. The yeah. people are so rude. The men are so disgusting. I would spend my whole life looking over my shoulder, even at like mm-hmm. that marginal level of success I was at. It was terrible. So I was like, this is not the life I, I would rather be disappointed in myself for quitting than be sad for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. And I'm not disappointed in no, myself but that's for good, quitting. Though. Yeah, that's good, though. But, <laughs> well, I but thought like, it would be so hard to quit, but I'm like, never mind. Life is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So there was a post a while ago, like on LinkedIn, where this, like a football coach, yeah, well, like pulled one of his players in and who was like not doing well. And he was like, do you want to be here? And the kid was like, no. He's like, all right, then quit. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Just like, you know, you don't have to be here. And and the kid did, the thing, the and everybody like bashed this coach. They were, he was like, oh, you know, if I, if my dad would let me quit, I wouldn't be in the NFL right now. And I'm like, well, but that's different. Like you wanted to be there. You just weren't yeah. good at it. So you needed, you know what I mean? So you needed to like get better. Okay. But if you like know that that's not your dream and you know, you don't want to be there, like life is way too short to like start pursuing stuff that right, like, you right. don't want to be. In. I had that football coach football coach talk with yeah. one of my good friends who was in the program with me and she was doing so poorly she was one of the most talented girls i've ever met in my life but i was like listen you've showed up to class twice this week yeah your grades are terrible and you hate being here why are you here and she's <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> yeah all right then yeah. i was like you can quit it's it's okay it's okay yeah but like <laughs> you know and then and then you get like so I, I do. I get a lot of flack for that, but I'm like, it's okay to quit. I it's actually okay don't. Quit. It's okay. Yeah, you ha- I was like, go do something better. Yeah. And I was like, and I tell people all the time, like, if you don't have any better reason, you, you just say Dalton said it was okay to quit. And if yeah. that's all, and if that's all you say, I'll take all the heat, <laughs> <laughs> but you can quit if you want to, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's Cause like, no, well, nobody's going to quit and do nothing. You're right. Gonna you're going to find and something, something better yeah. and you're going to keep quitting things until you find what works for you. Amen. Yeah. Because like you have, yeah, you have to do that kind of stuff to like, to like understand what you want to do. Like everything was a stepping stone. Like for me, everything was a stepping stone. Like, you know, I didn't want to do this. I didn't like this. So I kept going and I kept going. And now I found kind of like where I'm at. And, and, and in, in two years, is that going to be like where I'm at? I don't know. That's why I hate that question. Where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? Like, yeah. Dude, I don't know where you, I have to call my wife to figure out where we're going tonight, bro. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. <laughs> Hopefully with a job and making money. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you, dude. Like, I think it's the worst interview question you can ask. And like, some people are like, oh, you want to see if they're lifers. Like, I don't care if you're a lifer, dude. 
like I don't care. I sold, right? And yeah, people were like, yeah. I want lifelong salespeople. I don't. Dude, <laughs> yeah. like get out of here. Like hopefully I trained you well enough that you can go do something better yeah. with your life. Like, yeah. Yeah. I like, was like where I am I know. five years from now? Hopefully on a beach. Skinny, yeah. Tan. Not, yeah. Not here with you, dude. <laughs> like if you're telling me I can make over hundred K a year, I'm definitely not gonna be here in five years, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna save up my money <laughs> and quit, homie. <laughs> yeah. Five years from now, ooh, I hope I just have better shoes. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's true. Like, that's actually what I think when I hear that question. So, like, I got real with, like, interviewers now. I'm like, but that's kind of the thing. Like, I just tell people, like, learn a skill. Like, if you can learn some kind of skill, like selling or social media or, like, content creation, videography. Like, if you have some kind of skill like that, you'll never be out of a job. Because, like, somebody out there will need your skills. And, like, then it just comes down to, like, finding them. But, you know, like, so my whole conversation changed with people when I just realized, like, I don't need anybody to be successful. I can, if I can, I know how to sell. So I can, like, if I got fired, and I say this all the time, but it's like, this is the kind of confidence I like to instill in people. It's like, if my boss called me up right now and said, Dalton, don't come into work tomorrow. We don't want to hire you anymore. Like, you're, you're done. That's cool. Like, I'd pick up the phone and make one phone call and I'd have a job tomorrow if I wanted to. Like, I have a job, like I could do that or I could not pick up the phone, do my own thing and be okay. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like not a lot of people have that luxury. And I think not a lot of people have that luxury because there's no like marketable skill, but like, you know, right. Right. You, you know? Yeah. One of my favorite business people, Ethan from thirst drinks, thirst drinks. Oh, I've heard of this guy. Yes. Ethan. Okay. You I've seen him on. out there. Oh my gosh. I, would love I, love I think I've actually him. tried to get him on. He has a podcast. Yeah. Right? They yeah. Have a podcast. I listened yeah, okay, to cool. his podcast actually. Okay. And one of the best things he said, he said something along the lines of business school is, or maybe it was one of his guests. Anyway, he said <laughs> something about a lot of business people go to school for business and then their skill is general business. So you're so much better off if you go get the skill you go invest in the skill and then yeah. later you get those business skills to help support you in that skill. So yeah. whether you're making cookies and that's your skill or <laughs> right. if sales is your skill, learn that first and yeah. then build the rest around it. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I think, um, yeah. I, and, and the whole college bashing, like I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm like, a, I just say college isn't for everyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like the problem with like, the, this college bashing culture, right? You go on there and like, uh, college is worthless. It's stupid. There's a lot broken in the education system. Don't get me wrong. But the, but the mindset that people get when they, when they hear this is like, oh, I can just not go to college and start making tons of money by myself. And I'm like, that's not true. Like you still have to pay to play. You're either going to pay a college <laughs> yeah. and learn something, or, some or you're going to like, or you're going to take like a huge pay cut and you're going to work as an apprentice for social media. You're going to work as an apprentice for, you're going to be someone's executive secretary. Like you're, you need, you, that you have to pay to play. Right. You know what I mean? Like yes. you have to do Yes. This. And courses are so valuable, yes. but they still cost yeah. money. I, yeah. yeah, I've done, had like <laughs> two, three internships. I've done all yeah. the trainings in the world and it <clears throat> has not made me a lot of money. Those didn't sure. make me money. Sure. But like, yeah, you did it. But it paid off. Yeah. Like, so I'm never going to be like, oh, college is, also college is fun. People yeah. People don't talk about that. <laughs> I went to online school my whole time. So I don't know. But anyway. Oh, all good. Okay. We are nearing the end, Tyler. So okay. let's do a lightning round. Like I said, questions are really easy. 
but it's just fun because people we we get in these conversations and sometimes the message gets lost in the story yeah <laughs> <laughs> we may have done that a little bit <laughs> but this but the message is all the same so here's what we'll do we'll just ask a few questions we'll go really quick and then uh we'll see we'll see what happens but i like these questions so um what book do you recommend most to budding entrepreneurs Ooh. For social media, Contagious by Jonah Berger. It's amazing. I've never heard that. Best advice I've ever heard. Such an easy, cheap read. Contagious by? I think his name is Jonah Berger. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, so what's the best purchase you've made for your business under $100? Probably a ring light. A ring light. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, you're on social media. Yeah, the one that you can stand your phone up in. Oh, dope. Like, I can make content wherever I want, whenever I want. Are you kidding? It's it's genius. You don't need much. Like That's seriously, cool. you need an iPhone and a ring light to okay. get started. <laughs> That's sweet. Okay. What's the best advice you've ever received? Ooh, if you're not doing it, somebody else is. Ooh, that's a good one. I love one. it. My professor told it to me for theater, <laughs> but it was awesome because I think about it and I'm like, you know what? If I'm not working right now, there are a zillion people who are. If I'm mm-hmm. not putting in the effort and the time and the hours, there are a zillion other people who are. And that doesn't, like, that's not super hustle culture, but like, but you like, know yeah, what? Get out there. Get out there and yeah, do it. Start you know? working. What's the worst? The worst? Ooh. I don't know. Gary Vee lately has been really hard to listen to. So basically, okay. anything he said recently has just gotten on my nerves. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, okay. What about Gary? Well, Gary Vee is big in NFTs right now. Is that what? That, is that doesn't what... click with me. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm not in the <laughs> NFT space. Oh my gosh. Well, what... am I missing something? Am um, I out? Wh- wh- let me ask you this question. Why don't you like NFTs? Um, I don't know. The art's really bad. Is that bad to say from no, an artistic standpoint? No. Well, well, like, but yeah, some of, Pic- some of Picasso's stuff I didn't think <laughs> either. You know what I'm saying? I think beauty's in the eye of the beholder with that. Um, but like, that's it? Is that all? The NFT, I don't know. I just couldn't think of a better answer, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, what what about Gary Vee is like... I love I'm just Gary Vee. Yeah, no, I, I love, love Gary Vee too. Gary v. But But I'm, I'm open. Like The NFT stuff. I don't know. And lately he's been a little bit... I don't know. It's been... What is the word to it? Like Cut cringy? this question out. It's bad. No, no, no. It's fine. And my answer's bad. <laughs> Cut this. No, it's good. Anything Gary Vee said. No, that's great because like I love, there's a lot of things that Gary Vee said that I don't it? really I can't agree. even pinpoint what it was. No, he said some. He, he I said mean, some. Yes, oh, this is okay, what it was. Okay. I have it. I have it. So okay, cut that out and get to this part. Okay. <laughs> what he said was he was like every morning. This went viral on TikTok. He said every morning, wake up and look at your family, the person you love most in the world. Look at them. Now imagine they're dead for 10 seconds. Yeah. That's how I start my day every morning. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's kind of a depressing way to start your day. <laughs> that's the worst advice I've ever received. That's yeah, it. oh, yeah. That would, yeah. Let me tie it up sense. and put a bow on it right there. <laughs> okay, that's fair, though. Like, <laughs> because, you know, being in sales, like, I know that it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. And so, like, the spirit of what he was saying was, was like, there. Okay. But yeah. Like I had a, I had a guy one time we had a tra- tra- sales trainer and he was like, if, uh, I, I don't even want to say it, but he said something similar like that. And I was like, I quit. <laughs> like literally the next day he was our general manager. And I was like, he was like, I'm working, I'm your new GM. And I was like, cool. Like right in front of everybody. Like we had the owner of performance automotive who was like a multimillionaire. 
And I was like, I just stood up and I was like, cool, there's my name tag. There's my key to my demo. So I had a $50,000 demo that they would fill up for free. Like I drove it for free. They fill up for free. They do clean it for free. And I was like, there's my keys. There's a demo. I'm out. I'm that was out. the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like people still, yeah. They still he, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he was. The, and then what's crazy is he got fired and then I came back and worked. <laughs> they called me and they were like, will you come back? And I was like, yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> it was crazy. But no, NFTs. So this is this is the 10 second tldr yes do okay it. it's not about the art it's about the technology yeah. behind the nft okay okay you see what i'm saying yeah. like brands could utilize nfts hardcore right um because it's a community building tool like in gary v's case it's a community building tool it's not a it's not about the art it's about the community okay yeah but as somebody who's so into the art aesthetics i'm that's like, fair yeah mm. yeah yeah that's fair Mm, disrespectful to artists mm. yeah, yeah yeah but but it's also respectful to them because it gives them finally a way to like really monetize yeah and, and monetize. like monetize so and that like they part don't of have it to... is awesome yeah so that's what i'm saying so it's not about the art it's about the technology yeah it's not a place that i'm gonna ever play in yeah yeah well but here's the thing though is we say nfts and right now all we see are like these digital art that we don't like <laughs> and all the scams around it like definitely there's a lot of scams around it so the last thing that I'll say is it's not about that. Like imagine that. So have you ever bought a home before? I don't no. know. I, okay. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to be, man, that's how I get canceled is I'm on a podcast with a woman and I'm like, you've never bought a house before. Right. And that's how I die. That's how Wait, I get canceled. Have a cancel counter for this episode. <laughs> you, know and the like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I got to just ask, like, have you ever bought a home? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm kidding. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. Don't so, worry. okay. Um, let's think of something different. Um, but you've have no, you? No, no, I get it. It's investment. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, no. So, like, if you've ever bought a home, if you ever bought a home, right? So there's a title to the home. There's like a deed and a title. And if you ever bought a home, one thing you pay the title company to do is to check for encumbrances or liens against the home that right. that nobody knows about. Okay. So like tax liens that nobody knows about can actually flow to you. And even though it was like three owners ago, you're responsible for the tax lien. Like it, that's, but that's why we pay title companies so the deed to a home can become an nft which is a smart contract that executes when both sides are have um reached the agreement so a, an nft title to your home means that nobody can take the nobody can claim the deed nobody can do titles or encumbrances and my favorite one that will never happen because it's probably the most against the man thing like against big government is uh voting NFT voting. NFT voting. Well, so you so you get an NFT. So you get a token right. that's specifically for Tyler. Right. And it has all the people that you can vote for. And you can open your phone, put in your seed phrase, which is a password that you can't crack. It's like 27 words that you can't wow. crack, right? And now you can vote for whoever you want. Nobody can change it. There's no um there's no you vote Democrat, I vote Republican, but since Utah's a Republican state, like Democrat votes don't right. count. Right. There's no more of that. Like, and, and, and anybody can vote. This is why NFT voting will never happen because everybody will be able to vote. Who and, right? Everybody will be able to vote. There's no more, there's no more voter ID stuff. There's no more waiting in line for four hours at whatever. You know what I mean? At the right, city right. house to like vote. Like, why the f do we have to do that? This is 2022. <laughs> I can order, I can order 
a Big Mac at one o'clock in the morning and somebody will drive it to me and leave it at my house. And you're telling me that I have to go to a courthouse to vote and stand in line for four hours, where I, which I may or may not get paid to do. No, you're crazy. You're crazy, right? So it's not about the art anymore. Right. So, oh my gosh. Okay, like, I'm, yeah. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm because and, and everybody does and everybody does that because like that's how I spin it. Like it's not right. you guys gotta Sales. forget. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> yeah. you gotta forget about the art because it's not yeah. about the art. Like Rolex. Rolex is actually a perfect example of an NFT. Rolex is an NFT. Right. Okay. Because like you can fake a Rolex, sure. Like I can take a picture of a board ape yacht and say that I own one, but I really don't, right? I can get a fake Rolex for a hundred bucks. I can, right? And they look pretty real. Yeah. But everybody, but it's not about the Rolex. Oh. It's about well, well, it's about where, what you can do with a Rolex. Right. Like there's some clubs that you can't get into because you don't have a Rolex. And did you know that if you wanted to go buy a brand new Rolex right now, you couldn't, even if you had the money, you were gonna say, "I'm gonna go. I want this two hundred thousand dollar Rolex." I got cash right here. I'm going to open up a briefcase and show it to the sales guy. He'd be like, no. He'd be like, no, you can't buy one. Why? Why? Yeah, because it's about the community around a Rolex. <gasps> oh, my goodness. So, actually, unless you've spent money with them before, you got to spend quite a bit of money with them to buy a Rolex. Or you have to be referred to somebody who has a Rolex. Oh, my god! And you have to be referred. And then you have to pay up. Wow. If you go to buy a Birkin, you have to look super bouge. They'll only give it to people who are yeah. like, because because cool. it's not about the clothes. It's about the community of a Birkin, right? It's about the community of a Rolex. So that's what an, an NFT. NFT is. Okay. That's okay. what it is. It's like a Lambo. Like how many times have you seen a Lamborghini shopping at Walmart? Never. No. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because people who own Lambos don't shop at Walmart. They and it's not in, yeah, exactly like there's that's nothing against walmart or people who don't have lambos or people who shop at walmart it's just Canceled the fact that counter. like <laughs> yeah it's like it's just the fact that people who own lambos don't shop at walmart because right. and lambo won't sell to you <laughs> if you wanted to buy a new lambo right now you couldn't buy one because they only sell to certain right. people <laughs> well like even if you had the money like even if you were like i got it all here here's my checking account I'll even give you the password to my bank account. You can take it. They'd be like, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like it's clout. It's bananas. So yeah. anyway. So anyway, yeah, I'll be Googling NFTs tonight. <laughs> and you should. Yeah. Actually, at the Consumer Summit, I saw one of my previous podcast guests and now a friend, Camden Lahargiwe. And he was like, dude, you turned me on to NFTs. He's like, I bought a whole thing in my house to mine Ethereum and Bitcoin <gasps> and stuff. And I was like okay cool dude i was like i was like it's actually awesome but i was like yeah that's what that's what, when you learn about this stuff like this stuff is world war three stuff like no more like no more banks oh like imagine God. merchant accounts okay and imagine a merchant account like stripe like do you use stripe or like venmo oh, yeah, yeah, think yeah. about venmo yeah. and stripe. stripe okay and so why does the government need to know what what i paid you and how and what it was for because that's what it is yeah. Well, like taxes, but also they take a percent. It's just right, a middleman, right. Yeah. right? So NFT merchant account okay. is now me and you paying money. It's anonymous. Nobody knows. And by the way, now there's no like, there's no like can't like refund. Like there's no more cancellations. Uh -huh. Like if you get on Stripe and you get too many chargebacks, they'll take your Stripe account away. Right? Like if somebody disputes the charges too much, they'll take it away yeah. from you. Okay. And so now that none of that, I'm going to pay you. And wow. You, you and the contract executes when you get the money and when I pay the money and then it's done. It's irreversible. That's it. 
Okay. Yeah, no more chargeback. It's not about the art. It's about the technology behind it. Got and it. That's what, and that's what I geek out about. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to start making them, but they'll <laughs> be pretty. Yes. Okay, Ben. <laughs> ben with, uh, yes, Ben, my producer. Thank you, Ben. That was actually very kind. <laughs> this episode is NFTs and Tyler. <laughs> NFTs and Tyler. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was a great episode, though. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can go for uh, your services. Yeah. Okay. So do I look in the camera? You can look wherever you want. I feel like it's a little too personal. Okay, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Just tell me. (laughs) Okay. You can find me at tabloid marketing on Instagram and TikTok. And then my personal on TikTok is Taylor Blender. And then my personal Instagram is Tyler Bender. Okay, cool. Oh, Tyler and Taylor. Did I hear that right? I go as Taylor Blender on my personal TikTok because it was like, it started out as a joke. I was super embarrassed. (laughs) And then I like started getting recognition. I was like, crap, I can't change it now. (laughs) Right. Like I'm quoted in Bustle. Oh, wow. I'm quoted in 10 publications now as Taylor. Whoa. People have not (laughs) cared to like check me out. But you know what? (laughs) That's cool though. I've heard, I've heard of people doing that. Where like, like my mom's name, my mom doesn't go by her first name. So whenever somebody called and asked for her by her first name, she knew that it wasn't a friend and she'd hang up. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what like, I was going <laughs> for. <laughs> but it's cool. Like now, you know, like if you don't know me, right, it's like who said like, was it like Matthew McConaughey or someone who's, who was like, if you have a problem with me, just call me. And he's like, and if you don't have my phone number, you don't know me enough to have a problem with me. <laughs> you're like, you're like, that's sick. That's yeah, cool. it's kind of nice to have that distance from myself, like that little teeny tiny bit of distance I get. Because yeah. it, TikTok is hard. I get scrutinized like day in, day out. So it's oh, nice yeah. to have that distance. Everybody's like a Twitter warrior, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you can say anything behind a camera. That's also what's wrong with our generation. Yeah. You know, you can say whatever you want and not get punched in the face. Dude, I called, <laughs> I called a soda a sodi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Funny. Uh, and I've been bullied about it millions of times. Like, seriously, like hundreds Yeah, didn't of- it come from the My 600 Pound Life or something yes. like that? Yeah, it's yes, just funny. thank yeah. you. It was just a joke. <laughs> my wife, my wife says- funny. <laughs> if, if you're, it was yeah. just a joke. Or another time, I put root cover-up spray on my face and mm-hmm. it like left a hole and I got made fun of like crazy. Yeah. Like, I had 38 million views because people were duetting it, memeing, I turned into a meme whoa i turned into a meme i'm wow, serious dude that's bananas oh it's by the crazy. way okay memes hear me out now okay. this is crazy okay but you ha- you get a meme right so have you seen the the girl who like hits her hip on the bedpost like everybody's seen that one on tiktok and she makes that wild voice like you, do it. oh you do haven't the voice. seen i haven't you seen have to do the voice do. my do the voice, voice is too deep but you she hits like, but she hits like a, a really weird high note and everybody yeah. like it just went like hundreds of millions of views Right. Kind of like you're serious. but yeah. like if you do that, like sure you get like the clout from it or like whatever yeah. from it, right? But like if it's a bad one, like <laughs> all you're getting and like all publicity is good publicity, sure. But like, do you remember when the whole thing with like celebrities and being a meme for celebrities was going down and like yeah. they were trying to sue people because yeah. they people were making money off of their name? Right. Okay, this is what all right, dude. Here's my idea. NFT social media. Where like now if you become a meme, you get paid off of it. That's actually genius. Okay, because like now, that. like, okay, you can make fun of me all you want, but I make 10 cents every time, but I make 10% every time you meme it. Right. Right. If, you, if your account makes money and you use my NFT, 
that smart contract executes and I get money and there's nothing you can do about it. I would have loved that <laughs> last month when I got memed. Yeah, right, right. But people, like it was seriously people from like like countries all over the world. It was wow. not even people in the US. It was that people crazy. in like I'm not even kidding, like villages on old, old, old androids wow. just duetting it. Just duetting it. Giggling. They were not even adding value to the content. <laughs> they it was were just, just laughing. their face watching like this. And then them losing their mind laughing. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you're very strong. And you're I, very strong. I do, I do deserve a bit of recognition for yeah. making it through that and, like, the Sodi controversy. It's yeah, been a like, rough... Oh. March and April... March and April were rough for me. <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, that's wild. Well, hey, thanks for being here. Tyler. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, yeah. You are fabulous. <laughs> thank so, you. Thank you for having me. All right, hey. we good? Yeah. Roll Tide. <laughs>